Growing Up, our brand new resource for churches and parents is out now. Woohoo! With Sunday school sessions, training videos, podcast episodes for parents and one for the whole family. All there to help our children navigate the confusion, filter the messages they're surrounded by and hear God's good story. All our Growing Up resources point to the Heavenly Father who loves our children even more than we do and has the answer to their biggest questions about who they are and how to live. Together, as families and churches, we can support each other to start good conversations about bodies, gender and marriage so our children can grow up hearing God's good story. Head over to the website faithinkids.org and find out all the details about growing up. This is the Faith in Kids podcast. I am still Ed and he is very much still Jam. Hello, Jam. Hello, hello. How are you doing? Oh, Jam, isn't it great to be broadcasting into the lug holes of children up and down the land and even some abroad in places like Belgium? I'm looking forward to an episode of singing, learning, chatting and enjoying more of the action in acts. Hang on, I said singing there. Ed, you're not going to sing, are you? I might do, Jam. There is singing in this episode. Be warned. Today, we hear about a tough day for the church. We've got prison, anger, panic, and even an earthquake. Ed, what is today's top truth? Good news, people. Keep on trusting God. Even on the toughest day, we can keep on trusting Jam, please, will you whip around us? Yes. What is your favourite song to sing? In the last episode, we had We Are The Church, which frankly is one of my favourite songs to sing, especially when I'm on my own in the car. I listen to Awesome Cutlery when I'm on my own in the car. But singing at a sporting occasion is also amazing, isn't it? You must have sung some stuff at Middlesbrough, Ed. All the Geordies went to Rome just to see the Pope. That's what we sing at Middlesbrough Games, as well as a range of other songs about players past and present who inspire us to sing. Absolutely love a Middlesbrough Sing song. They're brilliant. Okay. I'm sure that song that you sing has some significance. I don't fully understand it myself. (laughs) Adults are weird. They sing weird songs at sport. Where do you sing and when do you sing and what are you singing?
Well, I hope you loved that. Personally, in our car, we often sing a bit of George Ezra. We've found he is good for a sing-along. It's always bright and breezy and very happy. The reason we're thinking about this is today there is singing in very surprising places. We're all about the singing. Jam, tell me you've got some fun facts about music and songs. I certainly do. There's a song called I Write the Songs. And it was made famous by a singer that your grandma probably likes called Barry Manilow. But he didn't write the song, I Write the Songs, (laughs) even though he sang the song, I Write the Songs. The song, I Write the Songs, was written by Bruce Johnston in 1975. And then another singer called David Cassidy released his own version of I Write the Songs. So there should be some kind of trio with all three of them singing, I write the songs. No, I write the songs. No, no, no. I actually write the songs. It's a very confusing fun fact, isn't it, Ed? I I believe it's a bit meta, is what people seem to be saying nowadays. (laughs) So imagine going out there singing a song, singing, I write the songs, knowing that you didn't write that song. (laughs) Singing songs is something that birds do. And the most prolific song singer is the red-eyed vireo. You can find that in the Americas that was recorded singing 22,197 songs in a single 10-hour period. That's the most songs recorded per unit of time for any species of bird and averages at over 2,000 songs per hour. Jam, no human has sung that many songs per hour. The red-eyed vireo really is a world record breaker. Imagine a karaoke night where you try to sing 2,000 songs an hour. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? Imagine trying to get to bed if you lived in a house with a red-eyed vireo. Yeah, that just wouldn't wouldn't stop, would it? The world's longest-running musical performance will end in the 27th century. A 639-year performance based on composer John Cage's As Slow As Possible started in September 2001 in a church in Germany and is still running. The performance is by an automated organ which progresses so slowly that visitors have to wait months for the chord to change and the performance is scheduled to conclude in the year 2640. Okay, so what you're really saying, Jam, is there is an organ that's just stuck on in a church in Germany and if you listen to it, it's just one and occasionally it changes from to Jam, I'm sorry, that's not a performance. That's just an annoying noise in a big building. Yeah, or you could get the same effect by just getting a gibbon to sit permanently (laughs) on an organ and then just move around randomly and then replace the gibbon every few years for 639 years. Jam, I love the fact that in your mind there are two ways to produce a very long song. One is this one and the other is a gibbon. Jam, you know, there are more conventional ways of having long songs performed than a gibbon or a machine. Actually, gibbons would be perfect because they've got incredibly long arms, haven't they? So they'd be able to reach all of it because a church organ's got like three or four different keyboards that go up. (laughs) It's perfect. I'd pay money to see a gibbon play the organ. Who wouldn't? Jam, everyone wants to see a gibbon play an organ. And if you don't mind me saying, your fun fact is just a distant memory compared to a gibbon playing an organ. Jam, thank you for fun facting us. It must be time, Jam, to hear the Bible read to us. So wherever you are, strap yourselves in. 
we're going to turn to Acts chapter 16, where we're going to hear about good news people who keep on trusting. Our reading is Acts 16, verses 16 to 34. Once, while we were going to the place for prayer, a servant girl met us. She had a special spirit in her. She earned a lot of money for her owners by telling fortunes. This girl followed Paul and us, and she said loudly, These men are servants of the Most High God. They are telling you how you can be saved. She kept this up for many days. This bothered Paul. So he turned and said to the spirit, By the power of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. Immediately, the spirit came out. The owner of the servant girl saw this. These men knew that now they could not use her to make money. So they grabbed Paul and Silas and dragged them before the city rulers in the marketplace. Here they brought Paul and Silas to the Roman rulers and said, These men are Jews and are making trouble in our city. They are teaching things that are not right for us as Romans to do. The crowd joined the attack against them. The Roman officers tore the clothes of Paul and Silas and had them beaten with rods again and again. After being severely beaten, Paul and Silas were thrown into jail. The jailer was ordered to guard them carefully. When he heard this order, he put them far inside the jail. He pinned down their feet between large blocks of wood. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing songs to God. The other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a big earthquake. It was so strong that it shook the foundation of the jail. Then all the doors of the jail broke open. All the prisoners were freed from their chains. The jailer woke up and saw that the jail doors were open. He thought that the prisoners had already escaped. So he got his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul shouted, Don't hurt yourself. We are all here. The jailer told someone to bring a light. Then he ran inside. Shaking with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them outside and said, Men, what must I do to be saved? They said to him, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and all the people in your house. So Paul and Silas told the message of the Lord to the jailer and all the people in his house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took Paul and Silas and washed their wounds. Then he and all his people were baptised immediately. After this, the jailer took Paul and Silas home and gave them food. He and his family were very happy because they now believed in God. When do you sing? Does your family sing more when you're in the car? Or maybe it's when you're all together in the kitchen. Do you love a kitchen disco? Or maybe it's in a football stadium. You can tell which team is winning because their fans are the ones singing. If you hear someone singing, you know it's going well. That's what singing is. Things are going well. Paul and Silas, they're the good news guys. We met them last time. But that's not all. They were helping people who were in trouble. They rescued a woman who was being treated badly by men who owned her like a slave. Things got nasty, so Paul and Silas got thrown in prison for doing good. When you look at this story, you could try to work out where would you put the singing? Would it be in the prison 
bad times? Would it be the moment of the earthquake when God busts open the prison doors? Or would it be the jailbreak when they make a dash for it? Ed, I'd like to make a guess. It won't be during the earthquake. I don't think it's a good idea to sing during an earthquake, but you probably have it at the end, wouldn't you? Hey, we're free. That's where you praise. Hooray. Thanks to God. Right? Good guess, Jam. No, totally wrong. The big surprise in this story is the order. Let's read what happened just after they'd been put into prison. About midnight. Paul and Silas were praying and singing songs to God. The other prisoners were listening to them. So this scrambles your brain. The singing is happening while it is tough for them in prison. The singing happens right bang at the beginning of the story. You're kidding. They do the singing here in prison before they get out. Why would you do that? What is there to sing about in prison? There's not an awful lot to sing about there, apart from about how much your chains are hurting you. There's nothing on the walls. The food is terrible. This isn't good, is it? Jam, they're in prison, but they still know they're good news people. The good news they believe is just as good in a prison as it is on a sunny party day. The good news is that Jesus died to save and rose to rule. We learned that last week. That is good news on the toughest of days. Good news people. Keep trusting God. Paul and Silas in prison still knew they were forgiven. They knew they were safe in God's family. They were still loved. They were still safe. None of that had changed. They were just in a prison. If we're having a tough day when we've done something wrong, we can remember we're forgiven. It's good news. Maybe we're having a tough day when we feel worried. We can remember Jesus has risen to rule. He's in charge. Good news. We're safe. Happy days. If we're having a tough day when we feel lonely, we can remember Jesus Christ by his spirit is with us. If the king is with us, it's good news. We're okay. There was even good news in this story for the jailer. He could be saved. Because if he's let his prisoners go, he's in massive trouble. But on this, the toughest of days, he could believe the good news. And he started being a good news person. He became a Christian and him and his whole family were baptised. Anyone of any age can be part of God's good news people. And often it's on the toughest of days we get to see how beautiful the good news is. I'm going to pray. Father, all of us have had tough days. Because we live in a broken world, because things hurt and because there are still tears, tough days hurt. Father, I thank you that on the toughest of days, there's still good news. On the toughest of days, we can still sing to you because you're with us because you're loving us, because Jesus is in charge and we know we're safe. Thank you, Father, that the good news never ends. Amen. Amen. Ed's got questions. If you're under five, 
Where are Paul and Silas at the beginning of this story? If you're five to sevens, what makes a day tough for you? Eights to elevens, what do you want to do normally on a tough day? Over elevens, is there a song you would sing on the toughest of days? Have a chat about that now. But we're going to have those questions again at the end. And we've got a sketch now about what happens in that story from a very different angle. Have a listen to this. Hello, welcome to Action Time with me, Action Tim. And I'm all about survival, even during tough times like earthquakes. We had one the other day, but I was fine. I'm brave, I'm strong, and I can see a girl. I need to hide. Hello? Hello? Nothing to see here. I'm a tree. A talking tree? Yes, I'm very rare. Oh dear. Is this because of the earthquake? Did you get hit on the head and go a bit bonkers? Yes, uh, no. I'm a tree. Anyway, how, how did you survive? Were you in the town? I was in my dad's house, but we were more concerned about the prisoners. My dad's the jailer and we were sure they'd use the confusion to escape. He was about to kill himself because he'd be in so much trouble if he lost these prisoners. But in a way, these two prisoners actually managed to release my whole family. You mean they trapped you in your own dungeon? (laughs) Clever! Who are these prisoners? They must be hardened, vicious criminals. They were two Christians. Paul and Silas. They were part of a church. Ah, yes. I heard about this um, church yesterday. It's a place where good news people come together to worship uh, Jesus, uh, learn about him and encourage each other. That's right. Anyway, Paul and Silas had wounds from the earthquake and the flogging and the really tight chains on their hands and feet. So we washed their wounds. We started trusting in Jesus And then they washed us. They call it baptism. So now we're part of the church. Oh, how does it feel? Kind of the same and kind of different. It's hard to explain, but you could join too. You could be a good news person. No, I must remain here in the woods. Nature calls. You do know what that expression means, right? About needing the toilet, yes. And so, I must away. I thought you were a tree. Ah, yes, uh, I am. It's all right. I'll go. Maybe see you Sunday. Yes. And see you next time on Action Time with Action Tim. Sometimes life can get us down. Things that happen make us frown. Slip on a banana skin Trip and fall into a bin Sometimes we just wonder why Things that happen make us cry We get ill or hurt ourselves But we can always tell each other We can always tell each other God is
series of the podcast we're going to be putting out some crafts for you to do as families which link to these podcasts you can find them on our facebook page or any of our social media free to download or on our website faithinkids.org or you can just simply contact us podcast at faithinkids.org jam isn't it brilliant when people send us emails who have we got well, we've got some shout outs to do from wonderful emails we've had. We want to say hello to Tilly, Joss, Theo and friends Nathan and Ella, who've loved hearing about how Jesus gives us everything we need. And then there's Frank and Josie in Stockport. Hello to you. They've really been enjoying listening to the series on John on their way to swimming lessons. There was a swimming lesson in one of the episodes, wasn't there? I think there was, but I think that was in Glasgow. I think we're big on the way to swimming. <laughs> We are really enjoying the seven signs of the secret king and learning about all the miracles. That's what we heard from Annabelle, Malachi and Alana. Now, it actually says that Annabelle is age seven, Malachi is age five and Alana is age 36. So thank you, Alana. You're still loving our podcast, age 36. It's for everyone, definitely. Jam, what is there not to love about summer good news? Jam, thank you for joining me. I've loved episode two. Jam, can you come back for episode three, please? Um, yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Speak to you next time. Cheerio. Bye-bye. If you're under five, where are Paul and Silas at the beginning of this story? If you're five to sevens, what makes a day tough for you? Eights to elevens. What do you want to do normally on a tough day? Over elevens. Is there a song you would sing on the toughest of days? Oh.